We are going to be in Genesis tonight. <coughs> Genesis chapter 42. Genesis 42. <coughs> Genesis 42, <clears throat> and let's see, <clears throat> let's look at uh, verse 9, uh, Joseph's brethren have come to him in Egypt and have come before Joseph, he knew them, verse 8, but they knew not him. Verse 9, Joseph remembered the dreams which he dreamed of them and said unto them, You are spies to seek the nakedness of the land are ye come. And they said unto him, Nay, my Lord, but to buy food are thy servants come. We are one man's sons. Uh, we are true men. Thy servants are no spies. And he said unto them, Nay, but to see the nakedness of the land ye are come. And uh, we'll read more into that as we go into the message tonight. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for your blessings and goodness. And I thank you for, uh, for this redemption that you have uh, opened wide the gates for us to the blood of Christ. And, and Father, I thank you and praise you for that. And I thank you for the good service of the services this morning, for the preaching and teaching of your word that went forth during the Sunday school hour for the children and adults during the worship hour. And Father, we have been blessed to hear your word today, to know that we can apply it to our hearts and lives, and, and I thank you for that. I thank you for each one here tonight. I thank you for those here with us online, and, uh, and I pray that you just speak to every heart. I pray for uh, my sweet wife in the nursery, fill her with your spirit as she spends that time with Isaiah there, and help her and guide her. And, and Father, uh, I'm so thankful for your blessings upon us, and and once again, just build us up and uh, help us to see more of your glory. And Father, help us to, uh, to be more like, more like Jesus in some way, uh, your precious Son and our, our blessed Savior. And Father, I pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I ask prayer also for my wife who will be working in Hillsboro starting tomorrow, possibly as long as a week. Uh, she has a client that is going up for jury selection, so uh, they may or may not get it. So just pray about that, uh, and uh, that uh, you know, the Lord's will, you know, be done there. So, uh, Amen. <coughs> Safety and travel and strength and all that. If it happens to go the full week, <laughs> uh, pray for her regarding that. All right. Um, A couple of weeks ago, I was going through my devotions, and I just had some things kind of stick out to me going through Genesis. I was happened to be in that portion in my Old Testament devotions in the morning, and, and uh, some things had just uh, stuck out to me. It's amazing. You know, we've, we've heard the, 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 the idea that history is his story. Uh, God is, uh, is the director of it. And so many things in the Old Testament foreshadow 
the things that are to come. And I'm always amazed at how much is, uh, you know, we have antitypes in the Old Testament, pictures of New Testament truths. And matter of fact, some, sometime back in September uh, of, of last year, I preached a message on Joseph, the por portrait of Christ. And uh, we considered uh, uh, multitudes of ways that Joseph himself uh, pictured Christ. He was the favored son of the father. He was sent by his father to his brethren. He, he was uh, prophesied that he would rule over Israel. His brethren uh, purposed to deny his claims. Uh, he went about doing good. He, he, uh, he, uh, 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 before his exaltation, he lived as a servant. He, re he was rejected by his brethren. He was delivered up for envy. Uh, he was sold for silver. Uh, 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 the Jews delivered him into the hands of the Gentiles. He was imprisoned by false accusations. His garment was dipped in blood. He was uh, made fruitful in the land of his affliction. He was reported uh, to be dead when, in fact, he was alive. And on and on and on we went. Uh, all those uh, 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 similitudes uh, of Christ himself. And as I was reading through Genesis this time, and I mentioned, I remember that time, that I'm sure this by no way exhausts this passage. <laughs> as I was going through uh, uh, Joseph again, and I thought, wow, that, this really speaks, I hadn't really, hadn't really stuck out to me before, but this really speaks of some New Testament truths that are encouraging and challenging. The things that I'd read spoke of uh, God's conviction on us, God's bringing us, uh, convicting us of our, uh, you know, of, of our sin and, and, the th and, and, and the things that God has provided for us in salvation. Things about the church in this relationship with Joseph and his brethren that they really hadn't seen before. They just kind of stuck out, and and I just wanted. To, they were a blessing to me, and uh, I guess it's uh, my hope that as we as we read through Genesis now these passages that you won't be able to read through. We won't be able to, without seeing the New Testament church, <laughs> without seeing some things that God's done for us uh, through that, and seeing those pictures of Christ, and uh, and I think that indeed is glorifying to God. And, uh, and, of course, we know that Joseph is actual history. I'm not one of those people. One of the Bible's all just stories that have pictures. No, no. It's actual history, but it also uh, prefigures uh, and is an antitype and a shadow uh, uh, of those things uh, that are to come. So I'm just going to get down through this account and look at some things and reflect on them and uh, how they relate to what we know in our experience as New Testament believers uh, today. Genesis 42, 11, uh, his brothers are speaking to Joseph. We are all one man's sons. We're true men. Thy servants are no spies. Now, later on down in the chapter, Joseph's going to put them to a test. Uh, Joseph says, if ye be true men, let one of your brethren be bound in the house of your prison. Go ye carry corn for the famine of your houses, but bring your youngest brother unto me. So shall your words be verified, and ye shall not die. And they did so. And I was thinking about that. They're talking to their brother Joseph. Of course, at this time, they don't. he recognizes them, but they don't recognize him, okay? Uh, and uh, uh, they, uh, they testify to the fact that they are true men. Well, let's ask that question. Are, is that true? <laughs> are they true and faithful men? What does Joseph say? If you be true men, by the way, are they true and faithful men? No. Uh, they're speaking to the one, what? Their own brother whom they sold as a slave into Egypt, okay? So no, they're not true and faithful men. And by the way, they know it. Their conscience knows it. And who else knows it? <laughs> Joseph knows it, doesn't he? And, uh, and of course, God knows it. If you be true men, 
and uh, I was thinking about that. Uh, they knew in their own hearts they were not true men. And uh, what was God working through Joseph? He's trying to get his brothers to come to a confession of their guilt, <laughs> to see if there's been a realization of their guilt. And uh, if ye be true men, then do this. Well, they knew they weren't. And I thought about that. Uh, they knew it. Joseph knew it. Hebrews 4.13. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and opened under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Amen. Uh, he knows. The Bible says, Yea, let God be true, and every man what? A liar. And uh, so... Uh, as far as salvation goes, are we true men? No, we're not. Uh, we needed that salvation. You know, we need to, we need to come to that place where we realize we're not true. We're not faithful, and uh, we need to that come to that realization. And uh, but God's working on their hearts through this. They're not ready yet, but God's working on their hearts. Look what follows in in verse twenty one of Genesis forty two, and they said one to another. We are verily guilty concerning our brother. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. Uh, in that we saw the anguish of his soul when he besought us, and we would not hear. Therefore is this distress come upon us. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. Uh, you know, it's a secret. You know, we, uh, Dad doesn't know we sold Joseph away. This, this Pharaoh guy represents, he doesn't know we sold Joseph away. Oh, but who knows? God knows, and, and he's working on that heart. And uh, that's how God works to draw us into him, doesn't he? He's getting us to realize our sin is between what? Us and God, first and foremost. Amen? And so uh, God is working this in them. Reuben answered them, saying, Speak I not unto you, saying, Do not sin against the child, and ye would not hear. Therefore, behold, his blood is required. By who? It's God working, huh? It's not, uh, not their father whom they think it's hidden from. It's not this, uh, this representative Pharaoh guy that they think it's hidden from, that, they're thinking, that, that they think it's hidden from. They, but they realize what? God knows. And God's doing something here. They begin to realize that. And they knew not that Joseph understood them. For he spake unto them by an interpreter. And he turned himself about from them and wept. And returned to them again and communed with them and took them took from them Simeon and bound him before their eyes. Joseph is weeping because he desires communion with them, but they are not ready to confess their guilt yet. You know, I wonder how much God weeps sometimes when he is drawing us and putting that very guilt for, uh, upon sinners to come to salvation. And yet they are what? They are denying the fact. Uh, they are still confessing that they are true men. <laughs> and, uh, and yet what? God is working. And I wonder how often God weeps you know, when, 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 when we don't repent soon, we don't, as believers don't return, uh, return soon from our sin, or when the lost doesn't turn soon to the callings of God. And uh, I see the compassion of God uh, through, through Joseph there as he weeps, uh, wondering when are they going to come around? When are they going to come to? And uh, going on in verse 25, Then Joseph commanded to fill their sacks with corn and to restore every man's money into his sack, and to give them provision for the way, and thus did he unto them. And they laid their asses with corn and departed thence. One of them opened his sack to give his ass provender in the inn, and he spied his money, for behold, it was in his sack's mouth. And he said to his brethren, uh, My money is restored, and lo, it is even in my sack. And their heart failed them, and they were afraid, saying one to another, What is this that what? God hath done to us. Guess who's starting to get a hold of them? 
it, it's really starting to sink in. Um, this, this isn't just going to be slid under the rug, okay? Uh, we, it's, a, it's our secret, but God knows about it. And they realize that God is putting his hand in their lives, on their hearts. Uh, what is this that God has done? So they realize that. But, you know, they make the trip all the way back to their father. And, of course, they left Simeon there. And uh, <laughs> I'm sure he felt real loved. <laughs> you know, they stayed there until they were all out of food and eventually come back. And he didn't know whether they would come back or not, I guess. But so Simeon waits there as, you know, as a, Joseph's servant and such. But, but they, they come back and they tell the, their story to the father, uh, to Jacob. And, uh, and they, uh, you know, he, he was accusing us of, of being spies. And we said, and, 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 and what did they say to their father? Uh, Genesis 42, 31. And we said unto him, we are true men. We are no spies. Still carrying the story out. <laughs> Dad, you know we're faithful. Uh, we, we told them we were true men. We're not spies. Still hasn't got to him yet. And uh, still hiding it. And, uh, but, but God's working. And uh, so later on, they come back. And they, they, of course, run out of food. They make the second trip into Egypt there. And, uh, and they come before Joseph. And, uh, and, they, uh, and they bring Benjamin back with them this time. Uh, that's where they can get Simeon. And, and, uh, and so they, they, they bring Benjamin back. And, of course, Joseph is, weeps. And he's glad to see his, his brother and such. And, and he has him for dinner. And, and as he sends him back to the household, uh, back, to, back to, uh, to, to their place, what does he do? He has a servant slip his cup into Benjamin's sack. Remember that? He's going to get, test him a little further to see how faithful they are. And so he slips his cup uh, into uh, Benjamin's sack. And uh, they uh, get a ways away from, uh, headed back toward home there. And Joseph sends the servant after him. And, and what have you done? You've stole uh, my master's cup. And, uh, and, well, we wouldn't do that. We're, we're, we're true men. We, we bought our money back, you know. And, uh, of course, now, now, wait a minute. They didn't know anything about the cup. Now, as far as this incident goes, I mean, yeah, we're not guilty of this. Surely we wouldn't do that. And, uh, but Joseph had slipped that cup in there, and he goes through all the sacks, uh, saving Benjamin for last, kind of making, you know, uh, making him anticipate, I guess. But he goes through all those sacks, and they find the cup, what? In, in Benjamin's sack. Now, what happened? Before they left for that second trip, J Judah had sworn, by the way, whose idea it was to sell them, uh, into, sell Joseph into Egypt. Judah uh, had, uh, had made a covenant with his father, take my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back. So they find the sack. Uh, jo Joseph said, I'll keep Benjamin. He's the one. Listen, and, and so, so what does Judah say? Uh, Judy, when they when they find when they find this uh, when they find this cup in Benjamin's sack, listen to what he says. This is this is amazing. And Judah said, "What shall we say unto my lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? What have they been doing up till now? Clearing themselves, <laughs> trying to clear themselves. How shall we clear ourselves? Here it is." God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Did you get that? God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants, both we and he also with whom the cup is found. No argument. Was it true they knew nothing about the cup being put there? 
Absolutely. Was it true they were all innocent as, as, as in regards to the stealing of that cup? Absolutely. But you know what? As far as duty was concerned, this innocent game was over. Uh, it didn't matter if they, if they were innocent before Joseph. It didn't matter if they were innocent before their father. God knew. Amen. And finally, it's just too much. God is working this thing out. And Jesus, he says, listen, God's doing this all. We have been revealed to you by God. We are guilty men. Whatever, we're going to go back and be your servant. There's no argument anymore. The argument's taken away. God has worked him over in his heart. He has confessed that thing. He knows God's hand is in this. And, uh, and what amazing thing. Surrender without arguing about how the cup got there. Uh, and they're guilty. Doesn't matter if they didn't do that. They're st- if they didn't steal the cup, they're still guilty before God for, for, for the sins that they had done. And, uh, and, you know, that's where God wants to bring us, isn't it? I think of Romans 3.19. Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and all the world may become guilty before God. It didn't matter to Judah anymore uh, about being innocent of certain things or seeming innocent in others' eyes. The only thing that mattered, he realized, I'm guilty in God's eyes. This has got to be dealt with. It's time. Uh, we're going to surrender to whatever's up. And he made that covenant, that, that covenant with his father. He's going to keep that. And uh, he, he's, wanting to get, he's wanting to get things right. And uh, we read on verse Genesis 45 and verse 1, reading on in the account. Uh, Joseph could not refrain himself before all them that stood by him. And he cried, cause every man to go out from me. And there stood no man with him while Joseph made himself known to, unto his brethren. And he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house of, of, of Pharaoh heard. And Joseph said to his brethren, I am Joseph, doth my father yet live? And his brethren could not answer him, for they were troubled at his presence. I'll bet they were. I'll bet they were. Think about that. Imagine their surprise when they realized the one who is their deliverer through this famine is the one who they delivered over to the Gentiles. <laughs> the one who is their savior through this famine is the one they delivered up to the Gentiles. What a picture of Christ, amen? And, uh, and uh, imagine when they realized that, when they realized that. Uh, I think about uh, Zechariah. Uh, speaking in 1210 about the second coming of the Lord. I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplications. They shall look on me whom they have pierced. <laughs> Those that are saved of Israel are going to realize, oh, the one we delivered over to the Gentiles is our Savior, <laughs> is, is our salvation. Uh, at least the portion of Israel uh, is going to realize that, and that will be the portion that goes into, into the millennium. Uh, and, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. And certainly they uh, had that, 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 that sense of mourning toward their, their very brother who was what? In, in the process of showing them mercy. Now they didn't realize all the mercy he was going to show them yet, but he'd already shown them plenty. And now they realize, oh, he's the one that we persecuted. Uh, think about that. And then uh, Genesis 45 and 4 following. And Joseph said to his brethren, Come near unto me, I pray you. And they came near, and he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore, 
be not grieved nor angry with yourselves. They spent a whole lot of time being that way <laughs> uh, recently. They've been very grieved at what they've done. Be not grieved nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve life. He goes on in verse 7, Genesis 45, And God sent me before you to preserve you a posterity in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. <laughs> Boy, what a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, how much more astounded are they to find out that Joseph forgives them for his sufferings. <laughs> that it was, Joseph realizes it was God who sent him. How much more aware are they of their own wickedness in light of Joseph's willingness to suffer at their hands because he knew it was part of God's plan to use Joseph to deliver them. I mean, you talk about guilt. Oh my goodness. Here we sold our brother and our brother's willing to, he's saying, don't, don't, don't worry. Don't be angry with yourself. Don't be greedy. I, I'm not holding that against you. I, I realized that was God's plan. He's not even angry with them about that. Imagine how much more wicked they feel now for doing it. <laughs> and uh, uh, doesn't really help their guilt complex, okay? When, when, he can, when he can speak that way in the spirit of God with that fullness. What an, what an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. Uh, uh, Joseph accepts the sufferings at their hands as from God. Isn't that what our Lord did? He accepted his sufferings uh, as from God's hand even though it was the wickedness of people that, uh, that was killing him and crucifying him he knew that that's what God was using in his plan uh, he accepts the suffering at, at the hands uh, <clears throat> uh, because it was in God's plan for him so that God might exalt him and make him to become the deliverer of his people uh, I'm going to send you down uh, I'm going to call you out of my people Joseph but my people are they're going to reject you they're going to turn you over to the Gentiles Joseph you're going to suffer when they do that but when they do I'm going to exalt you as king in Egypt <laughs> and by the way you're going to save them and uh, you will you know, be used to say that what a picture of Christ how that he would God would deliver him uh, to the earth would deliver him uh, 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 to the hands of wicked men and such as a part of his plan to pay the price for our sins. What? That he might be exalted and might be our redeemer and uh, might be the one uh, who, is, who, who would save us. And oh, uh, my goodness, the grace of his acceptance of that suffering on our behalf. He willingly, like Joseph, accepted that at the hand of the Father. And, uh, and uh, what a picture, uh, a, a, an antitype Joseph was uh, of Christ uh, in that. On the cross, Jesus says, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Uh, and they parted his raiment and cast lots. <clears throat> when Jesus <clears throat> was being taken away in the garden, uh, uh, Peter had taken off Malchus' ear, and, and, uh, and Jesus said to him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all that take the sword shall perish with the sword. Thinkest thou not that I cannot pray to my Father? He shall presently give me more than twelve legions of angels. And here it is. But how then shall the scriptures be fulfilled? That thus it must be. 
I must do this. This is my father's plan that I be given over, that I give over my life, that I, am cruci- that I be crucified, that I suffer. I must do this. It's my father's plan. I accept this as hard as it was. What, a, what an anti-type. What a picture. What a picture. And then we see in Genesis, well, here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for, uh, for our sins. For our sins. They crucified him, part of his garments, casting lots, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. It was all God's will. And Jesus, I do this because it's my Father's will. I accept this. I accept this. And then Joseph says in Genesis 45, 4, he said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. He said, I'm Joseph, your brother, whom you sold uh, <coughs> into, into Egypt. Why did, uh, see, Joseph wants to bring his brothers near and to have that communion. They would not be able to have that had he not been taken into Egypt and been able to preserve them alive through, through this famine and such. And to have that communion that they would have following uh, during that time. And I think about that. Hebrews seven nineteen. For the law made nothing perfect, but the bringing in of a better hope did, what? By the which we draw near unto God. We draw near unto God. Draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Purify your hearts, ye double-minded. And all this God wants us to draw near to him. So Joseph calls them to communion, calls them to himself. He says uh, <clears throat> uh, in verse, uh, Genesis 45, 8, So now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. Uh, uh, man didn't take Jesus' life. Who did? Jesus gave it up. God sent him, and Jesus willingly gave up that life. He had the power to, to, to take it. He had the power to, to raise it again. And he will, it was one, was one in will with the Father. Uh, and uh, so now it was not you that sent me hither, but God. And he hath made me a father uh, unto Pharaoh and Lord of all. Uh, who is Lord of all? Jesus Christ. Uh, God had lifted him up. He has exalted his name. And... Uh, and, and, and now, he, he, in verse 9, end of verse 9, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt, and Christ is Lord of all. He says, Come on down to me, come down to me, and tarry not. Thou shalt dwell in the land of Goshen, thou shalt be near unto me. I want you near. Uh, now, I, I, I want you to have communication with you. God wants us near after he saves us, doesn't he? He wants us to draw near unto him. We see edification pictured here, Genesis 45, 11. Uh, he says, There I will nourish thee. As you come near, as you, as you listen to what I'm telling you, I will nourish you. I will take care of you. Uh, there's that edification of the church. There's that building up. Uh, we see illumination. He said to his brothers in Genesis 45, 12, Behold, your eyes see. Uh, your eyes see. Your eyes are open now. You see me. Uh, you see uh, that I'm able to, to deliver you. You see God's plan. And when you got saved, your eyes are open. You see Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, you see the plan of God uh, to deliver you. You see that he wants you to, to, uh, to be near. In Matthew 6, 13, 16, Jesus said, Blessed are your eyes, speaking about his disciples. He says, For they see, and your ears, for they hear. What's he saying? You're blessed because you believe. Uh, 
You have seen the miracles I've done, and you believe that I'm the Son of God. Uh, you have heard the words I say, and you believe that I'm the Christ. He said, your eyes, your, your, your eyes are blessed, your hearing's blessed. But you know, he said there was some that were more blessed than that. I like that. John 20, 29. Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. God says we're even more blessed than that. Why? Because we have seen and heard by faith. We haven't had the chance to see with our eyes. We didn't have the chance to hear with our ears yet. What? We believe this word. Amen. And we are more blessed uh, than that in that sense. What a wonderful, wonderful blessing. Illumination and uh, believing. Then we see evangelization. Verse Genesis 45, 9. Haste ye, go up to my father, say to him, Thus saith thy son Joseph, God hath made me Lord of all Egypt. Come down unto me, tarry not. Ye shall tell my father of all my glory. Go tell of all my glory. Uh, tell of all my glory. By urgency, urgency, haste ye. Get about it. Go tell of all my glory. Isn't that what we're called to do? Uh, we were called to do uh, Matthew, Mark 16, 15. He said, and, and he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, what? And preach the gospel to every creature. What a glorious story we have to tell. And uh, what a glorious story uh, they had to tell. And, uh, uh, and, and Joseph tells them, Go and, uh, and tell, and tell uh, my father evangelization. And Joseph has, is going to have blessings for them when they come. Genesis 45, 16. Uh, the fame thereof was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brethren are come, and it pleased Pharaoh well and his servants. And, and, uh, and we think about that. I think about that. It has pleased the father to gather a bride for his son. <laughs> Pharaoh was pleased to gather the family of Joseph uh, 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 unto Egypt. God is pleased to gather the church unto Christ. Uh, and that we will be with him, uh, be with him one day. <clears throat> and uh, so Pharaoh says to Joseph, verse 17 of Genesis 45, Say unto thy brethren, of course now Pharaoh's telling Joseph to tell his brethren this, so we would realize that it's passed on from Pharaoh to Joseph to his brethren. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, Say unto thy brethren, This do ye, laid your beasts, and go, get unto the land of Canaan. Take your father and your households, and come unto me, and I will give you the good of the land. What's he saying? All is yours. You come near. Egypt is a place where, where, where it's all at. There's a famine everywhere else. And uh, where else are you going to find uh, you know, the material blessings of the earth at this point? Egypt. Egypt uh, was the only place. And uh, what a picture uh, that in this instance, God would use what is normally a picture of the world, Egypt, as a picture of the blessings of Christ. Uh, I've got all this for you. And, uh, uh, of course, Joseph was also reigning uh, in Egypt at that time, so quite a different, different place. Um, and uh, we see that. Uh, he goes on, he says, uh, we see that in Christ we inherit all things. Uh, through Joseph, they were going to inherit all things in Egypt. Uh, in, in 1 Corinthians 3.21, uh, let, no let, let no man glory in men, all things are yours. Paul, Apollos, Cephas, the world, life or death, things present, things to come, all are yours and ye are Christ and Christ is God's. All the land of Egypt is yours. Just come. Come, he says. 
Romans 8 tells us if we are children, then we are heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we also may be glorified together. Our rewards for suffering. <clears throat> and uh, so, verse 19, continuing Genesis 45. Now, are thou, now thou art commanded, this do ye. Take your wagons out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father uh, and come. By the way, when you get saved, don't leave your children behind. Amen. Uh, uh, you know, uh, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Amen. Go after him. And when you're saved, when your parents go after your children uh, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and lead them, uh, lead them uh, to the Lord. <clears throat> uh, your wives, bring your fathers and come. Uh, verse 20 and regard not your stuff for all for the good of all the land of Egypt is yours and the children of Israel did so and Joseph gave them wagons according to the commandment of Pharaoh and gave them provision for the way so regard not your stuff come to the place I'm calling you I think about this regard not your stuff I think of Matthew 6 therefore take no thought <laughs> take no thought of what of your stuff, of, of your living here on earth. I've, I've called you. You're a child of God. Uh, you are now to live for my glory. You're to go where I go, to where I want you to go. Uh, say what I want you to say. Do what I want you to do. Be what I want you to be. Take no thought. Don't regard your stuff, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth ye have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Therefore take no thought for the morrow. The morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Don't worry about your stuff. Why? Because you have provision for the way. You see, they could leave all that stuff in Canaan. Because what was sent uh, with the brothers from Joseph and, and Pharaoh, provision for the way. Isn't that what God's promised you and I? We have those promises. My God shall supply what? All your need. According to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Brother Chris was talking about that this morning. Uh, we, you know, we, don't, we don't get our food from our boss. Our paycheck comes from God. Amen. And uh, he, he's the provider of that. And uh, it's the same thing here. Don't regard that stuff. I I'll give you everything you need along the way. By the way, it's a pilgrim journey, isn't it? And we'll have all we need for the way. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also what? Freely give us all things. And he is ready to provide all that we need uh, in this glorious salvation he's provided for, for us. 45.22 To all of them, he gave each man changes of raiment. And you know where we're going with that. <laughs> changes of raiment. They get new clothes in, the, in this journey. Uh, Isaiah 61.10 I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God. For he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with a robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments. And as a bride adorned herself with jewels. What a picture. What a picture. New raiment. Uh, for the journey, we get that righteousness of Christ. And, uh, uh, and uh, 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 Revelation 19.8, To her, the church was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for fine linen is the righteousness of the saints. And, uh, and all those things uh, provided. Uh, 
for journeys along the way. Verse 23 and 24, also of uh, chapter 45 in Genesis, uh, he sends wagons laden with good things, uh, and he sends them on their way. End of verse 24 in, in, uh, in uh, Genesis 45, look what he says. See that ye fall not out by the way. That's interesting. Go haste. Tell of all my glory. You have all you need for along the way. Don't worry about your stuff. And see that you fall not out by the way. What's he talking about there? Well, the Jews oftentimes in many cultures had, had ways of greeting each other. And they begin with this, you know, with this real long conversation. You know, how's your mom doing? How's your dad doing? How's your grandpa doing? How's your great grandpa doing? You know, how's your kids doing? You know, how's your nephews doing? How's your dogs? How's your donkey? You know, and, and they'd have these great conversations, and they get carried away, get 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 their eyes, their focus taken off the task at hand, which he said haste. He says, and see that you turn not out of the way. Stay to it. Stay to it. Don't get back there. Remember I said, don't worry about your stuff. Don't get back there looking at all your stuff and say, well, I don't know if we can leave this. Don't be having second thoughts. He says, you be all for this journey. He said, don't you be careful that, that you don't fall out by the way. You be zealous about getting this message out and getting back to me and coming and seeing me. And that's what God has for us today, doesn't he? That very thing, that very thing. I think about that. Jesus told the parables about the seed. And that seed that fell among thorns is he that heareth the word. And what? The care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. He falleth out, by the way. Be careful that we don't do that in our Christian life. Love not the world. You do the things that are in the world. All that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. See that you fall not out by the way. For Demon hath forsaken me, having loved this present world, and is departed unto Thessalonica. After all that glory, see that you fall not out by the way. And I couldn't help as reading that. Those things just, just pummeled uh, my heart as I was reading that. And I, I couldn't th help think what a glorious salvation God's provided for us. What a wonderful hope that we have in Christ. That as I mentioned this morning, we've seen him provide our needs and far beyond. Amen. All of us. But God says, but don't get focused on the blessings. Because they come from the blesser. And the blesser has a task for us, amen. And that is to declare his glory and to, to share that message. Why? So that others can know it. And we need to make sure that we stay focused on that and are, and are laboring in that uh, until he returns. And, uh, and as we do that, we'll have what we need for the way, won't we? And, he, and he's provided that. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for your word and and God, uh, uh, I know I, I, I talk too fast so, so many times when I preach, and I pray you'd help me with that, God. But I just pray you'd help us to glean uh, from your word these things that, that are just encouraging to us. Father, the more I, I read my Bible and pray, God, the more 
the more I see uh, New Testament, I, I see truths uh, throughout the New and the Old that correspond in so many pictures of truths that later become the realities, uh, Father, that you knew were coming and that you would provide for us. And I thank you, Lord, and, and I praise you. And I thank you so much for Christ's willing suffering. And Father, you don't want us to weep for the cross. That was necessary for our salvation. We ought to weep over our sins. We ought to be thankful, dear God, that Jesus Christ was willing to take our sufferings. It's what you wanted to do. It's what he wanted to do. It was your plan. It could not have happened apart from your hand. And Father, we didn't cause that. Uh, that was in your plan. Uh, you used even what we thought what might have been evil intentions you used for good even as you did with Joseph help us to remember that and be thankful and therefore God uh, knowing that you went through all that so that you would be our we would see you as, as our savior as the one who's loved us like no other and who can save us as only uh, you're the only one that can and I thank you for that and I, help, I pray you'd help us to be faithful on this journey of being witnesses for you, of, uh, of walking through this life as we uh, head toward our final home and, and, and as we draw closer in communion to you. Uh, God, help us not to regard our stuff, not to love the things of the world. Father, to be zealous about, about, uh, about speaking of your glory uh, because so many people need yet to hear it. Father, we pray and ask that, that you'd help us in these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.